Poppy came inside from the backyard this morning and I was like, what smells like a farm? And oh no. And she had like one side of her fur was like matted and I stuck my face close to it, which was the worst decision that I've ever made in my <laughs> life. Sylvie, the smell was unspeakable. She smelled oh. like rotting manure. I don't know what it was. I had to give her, like, I had to give her an emergency bath. I picked her up and I threw her in the bathtub. <laughs> and I, like, threw just a handful of shredded cheese into a plastic container. And she was trying to claw out the entire time. And she still stinks. There is nothing worse than a bad smell. And I'll stand oh. by that. Yes. I'll take, like, an unpleasant noise. I'll take a bad temperature, too hot, Me too. too cold. I'll take Me too. anything over a smell. I will take paint. I will take... I would rather have had a stomach ache all day... Me too. ...than be smelling that smell all day. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's talk about something happy. <laughs> We're... Today, we watched uh, Shark Tank Season 15, Episode 3, because... We were got a little busy and we missed our window for watching episode two because it is no longer on Hulu. So we watched episode three, <laughs> which was a great episode. It was good. It was pretty good. And you know what? Don't come at us for having a lost episode. Yeah, okay? listen. Like, fuck you. No, we I'm just kidding. You guys do. love us. We have been busting our asses for um, our dear clients mm-hmm. for the last few weeks. And then not to mention it's that time of year where it's like, Holiday stuff starts kicking in, Thanksgiving, and da-da-da. So, yeah, yeah, we've been a little busy, but forgive us. You will. You will. will. You're all related to us or close friends. (laughs) (laughs) You've already forgiven us in a way. Um, I just, like, I I watched this episode. I had a great time watching this episode. And, like, I just, I got to say, I love the show Shark Tank. This is these, Mm. I just love watching this show. Even even if I don't like agree with everything, even if the products are distasteful to me, maybe I see them as, I don't know, morally bankrupt. I still <laughs> love watching this show and I'm so glad to be here with you. I do too. I, I love it. You know, we do it for the love of the game. And yeah. in this case, the game is watching uh, very wealthy adults um, tussle and belittle and demean <laughs> Much less wealthy adults. Yeah. And sometimes children. I enjoyed this episode. I got to say, two of the products I loved, mm. not in the sense that I like supported them, but I, <laughs> sure. I just, you know, I was very interested by yeah. them because I was like, that's silly. And two, I was so bored by. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you want to tell us about our first product, Bought It? <laughs> I am so <laughs> excited to hear your thoughts on Bought It. Okay, so <laughs> full disclosure, I don't like fully understand it. <laughs> um, I feel like I black out when people say like we use AI technology. I just I black out. I'm so bored. Your eyes I, like, roll in the back of your head. Don't talk to me. I did also. I texted um, Nick and Brian who both work in tech, and I texted them bought it, and I was like, "What do you guys think of this company?" And I. <laughs> I've yet to hear a response, but I'll update you. So presumably they also were so bored that they died. That they died. So basically this bought it, which is, I need to clarify, is spelled B-O-T dash I-T. I just realized that it's a homophone for B-O-U-G-H-T. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's tough in the sense that, uh, remember when we, we were at Now This and it was like Now This News 
and it was kind of a mouthful and no one recognized it because it was like a startup yes. with two people working at it and we yes. always had to like spell it out or whatever. Yes. That's what I imagine these founders <laughs> doing because people are like, bought it? Like B-O-U and they're like, no, like bought like a N-O-W-T-H-I-S. robot. <laughs> so that was kind of my first like uh, thumbs down on this product. But basically like – the, the problem that this company is trying to solve is that these days when anything goes up for grabs, whether that's like reservations or sales or like a reservation to be able to make a purchase, um, you know, at a new restaurant or at a drop someone's doing or for tickets, there are all of these armies of bots that eat up those reservations in order to resell them at a high price to regular people. And that's t- a terrible phenomenon, but the the folks that bought it are choosing to fight fire with fire and creating <laughs> a company where regular schmoes can build their own bot army and assign it to reserve <laughs> spots on whatever they Get those tea times want. back. Right. So, like, you want to fucking, you know hot ticket reservation to that sushi spot like you can go on bought it and basically simply program this app to reserve your spot am i is that correct am i is that it that's it yeah you said you like put in the information you say this is the website this is the restaurant these are the number of people for the reservation or the number of tickets if it's concert tickets they go live at this time like go and then you pre you preset it, and then it does the rest. Set it and forget it. So our entrepreneurs Maurice and Joel are looking for one hundred fifty thousand dollars for ten percent of this, and they you know they currently only have three hundred and fifty subscribers. Oh, sorry, I just got something. <clears throat> <laughs> I just got a bot stuck in my throat. Oh, no, <laughs> I programmed that bot to choke you. Oh, why didn't you make it last longer? I said 5.37 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time, Sylvie's house, choke throat. You could have done that before this <laughs> shoot the other week. Yeah, you're um, right. Bleep out that name. So I thought that we were in for like a an immediate ass kicking by the sharks who mm. were going to be like, this is unethical, this is scummy, this is slimy. And yeah. instead, all of the sharks are like, huh. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, Kevin, of all people, is the only one to ask about, like, the moral shortcomings of this, you know, the only way to stop a bad guy with a bot is a good guy with a bot, like, (laughs) mentality. (laughs) Because, like, I don't feel great about it. Um, Our guest shark, by the way, is Mike, Michael Rubin from Fan, not FanDuel, but the thing where you buy all, like, your fan gear. And they also have Tops, the trading card company, and Lids. He's a billionaire. Um, anyway, but he he is like, well, you know, they always say disrupt yourself. I think, he, you know, him and Mark try and, like, justify that this is an okay thing to do. Like you're saying, like, fight fire with fire because if they don't do it, then someone else will. And I just, like, I struggle to get behind... Just being like, okay, well, you know, screw anyone trying to use any normal means to get concert tickets, to get a reservation. Like, having 
been the victim of bots and not being able to get concert tickets many times in the past. I think a lot of people, especially in the last few years, can relate mm-hmm. to that. Like, I, I don't know that I would feel right, like, just doing it myself. Like, what's to stop me from then turning around and scalping those tickets just like all those fuckos on, like, Ticketmaster? They they kind of justify it. They're like, no, we're helping the common man. But to your point, it's like, okay, so we're just adding more bots to yeah. the conversation and then we're just helping people who are technologically savvy enough to use bot exactly. like Jesus and can afford this like you know 40 to 60 dollar subscription oh god capitalism like the fact that you, I have to pay 60 dollars in order to pay more money yeah is fucking yeah. insane to 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 be devising a whole system simply to accommodate like scalpers who are like turning even just existing into a for-profit <laughs> enterprise is just like, I-, I don't know. This did give us one of my favorite moments in recent Shark Tank history, which is Lori starting the sentence, starting a sentence by saying, being a normal person, and then <laughs> immediately getting cut off by groans, by Barbara. Full on. Full pylon response. It was so good. I was like, thank fucking God. And she was like, no, I am. I have pretty, pretty normal, relatable habits. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're not fucking Gwyneth Paltrow shoving a jade egg right. up her puss. Like, but you're after also not making your own dinner reservations. Hell no, dude. Yeah. You are, you know, sneezing into $100 bills. Like, shut yeah. up. So that was you're, that was lovely. Yeah. I loved you're that. You're not logging on at 7.55 a.m. and hitting refresh a bunch of times to get, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Death Cab concert tickets. The... You know, the only sharks that are really genuinely interested in this are Mark and our guest shark, Mike Rubin. Initially, Mark offers the 150K for 20%. Um, but And Mike is like, should we partner? And Mark is like, no. Uh, and then kind of comes back and then agrees to to partner with, with Mike on this. They land on a deal that's 30% for 300K with Cuban and the guest shark. Guess what, everybody? <laughs> Buckle up, because... Concert tickets and reservations are about to get even harder. And more expensive. Thank you, bought it. (laughs) Let's take a quick break. Man, I didn't think I could care so little about something that I care so much about. Well, why don't you walk us through um, this company, which I can't say the name of without spoiling what it's about. Well, Aria and Tasha are entrepreneurs, and they are asking for $200,000 for 10% of their company and their product, Wellingtons. Aria and Tasha uh, posit that Wellingtons are very difficult to make. They are. It's like a pie pastry and then a whole thing and then a layer of something and then like a full like prime rib inside of it traditionally. Um, that people love Wellingtons and it's special occasion food, but it's too hard to make and it's expensive to get at restaurants. And so they make mail order Wellingtons. Um, They have like a regular Wellington. They have a cheeseburger Wellington that looks insane. They have like little mini Wellingtons um, and they sell them uh, like via Gold Belly mostly for $35 and they want to expand and get more business on their own website and create like a whole Wellington <laughs> nation. I've had Wellington be Wellington like one time and it was so good. 
Uh, have you ever made it? No. Have you? I haven't, but Nick made it actually one year, a few years ago for Christmas. Whoa. Yeah, shout out to Nick. He did a very good job, but it is a process. Talk talk us through what the process was, if you remember. So uh, I don't remember like the exact order of operations, but the basic ingredients are your big fucking hunk of meat, like a prime rib situation, even though it's not quite a prime rib. I forget what the exact like name of the cut is, but Mm -hmm. you have your big hunk of meat. You need uh, like mustard like a, a gray poupon <laughs> situation, you need a puff pastry, you need prosciutto, and then you need um, mushrooms and herbs for this like mixture that you have to cook and kind of uh, you mince everything really finely in a food processor and then you like cook it down to get rid of all of the moisture. So then there's like this really elaborate process where you have to assemble all of these things and like wrap everything together very tightly or the whole thing falls apart and stuff doesn't bake um and it's just like it's just very labor intensive and I can't believe that Nick made it and that it was good and it's also I think actually even more than the labor intensive part of it like it's not the craziest thing you could make but there's a big risk reward factor involved because with a wellington because it's baked in this puff pastry you can't check it the same way that you can check a steak like with a steak you can kind of like touch it and feel okay this feels well done this feels medium this feels medium rare like that's a good way to gauge it but you have no access to that so you really just have to like time it and trust that everything is baking together and on the same like wavelength and I gotta say you know I I could take or leave a beef wellington I think it's a little no no, it's not it's not my favorite thing but I admire these people even though I think they're absolutely insane because of the pure (laughs) love that they have for this one food product and I love when anyone has a singular passion and these people like I I think they do have it even though they're not like the most effusive yeah I think sometimes you can feel that someone like sees a market opportunity and then goes deep into it and develops a passion and then there's a version where someone has a really strong passion and (laughs) creates a market opportunity which like arguable whether or not there is a market opportunity for them (laughs) but yeah they're like they're just sheer zest for wellingtons is like lovely and and the sharks are like oh these are good like they look really good i i kind of agree with you i like like i don't know it's very goyish let's be honest like a wellington (laughs) so like it's not like something that i would order for a holiday necessarily um but it i mean if someone put one in front of me hell yeah i would eat it yeah, look, I'm not kicking it out of bed, but I'm also not like, oh, time to prepare the Wellington for my family holiday <laughs> right. dinner. Um, and look, Nick did it one year. He never did it again. If that tells you yeah, anything fair. about how difficult and annoying it was to produce. Probably, yeah. Um, so so they're, they're kind of trying to formulate an audience for this. They do, like I said, most of their sales on Gold Belly, although they're trying to move more onto their own website. Um, last year they did $313,000, but they lost like $260,000. So they're not making money yet. And they are just, they just signed a deal with a like hotel company to start selling it, I guess, as like a 
bar at the bar as like a bar snack because they have like little baby Wellingtons, which that I would order as an appetizer. Yeah, that sounds so cute. And I also think that they did lose money last year, but sometimes the sharks are alarmed by that. And then we get into some like sus reason of like, oh, you way overspent on marketing or like your order Mm -hmm. fell through. The sharks didn't seem too concerned about it. And also I'll never forget Rebecca Allen like teaching us about (laughs) how much businesses just like accrue debt and like that's normal and fine. And that's like an expected part of early stages that they're not profitable for a long time. I mean, fucking like Uber, I think still isn't profitable. So (laughs) whatever on that front. I Yeah, so they have a a bite-sized Wellington, um, a breakfast Wellington, a cheeseburger Wellington, and a hazelnut chocolate Wellington. Yeah, that sounded good. That actually, the dessert one is where my ears perked up the most because I was like, oh, you could make this a thing. Like that is a Mm -hmm. new category of dessert, at least to me. And I could see it kind of going crazy if it was really good. Yeah, it's like a meat pie dessert. Like, it's not a pie, but it seems like it's like a big, it's like a, probably like a baked Alaska, what I would imagine. Like, I've never had a baked Alaska, but I would imagine the experience of, like, someone presenting a baked Alaska and, like, cutting into it. And it's this, like, fabulous creation for everyone to, like, dig into and share. It like, a, a chocolate hazelnut Wellington sounds like something I want to take part in. Yes, me too. And I think potentially, even though it does sound like a elaborate or like a special dessert, um, it does seem like something you could maybe serve more often. Whereas like I think the problem they're going to run into with beef wellingtons is like people immediately only think of them for special occasions if they think yeah. of them at all. Yeah, I, I don't think I have it in me to have more than one beef wellington a year. Uh, and Okay, so Kevin has a related product although they beg him not to start making Wellingtons, which I would too if I had one opportunity to talk to <laughs> to Kevin O'Leary and I knew that he wasn't going to invest because he had like somewhat competitive product, I would just directly implore him to not create his own Wellington because that would literally immediately take them out of business. So Kevin is out. Um, Michael says, Mike Rubin says that it's too small. Um, Mark says that it's too hard to do shipping, which it is. I mean, even them describing... That you have to pack it in dry ice and it's blah, blah, blah. It's mm. like $27 or something to cover the shipping alone. So, like, that's not enough. Um, Lori doesn't like meat. Uh, and then Babs also passes. I was surprised at Babs passing. I thought there was a moment when she was going to... I could see her. this like a, like a luxury sort of special occasion product. I could see her jamming with that. Yeah, she gets in on, like, random lobster rolls and shit sometimes. Yeah. So maybe she's been burned by that in the past. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no deal for them. But also, did you realize a small moment that happened where they're putting the food in front of all of the sharks, and one of them asks Mark if he's vegan today? Oh, yeah, I did. I did hear that. And he wasn't I, – I thought maybe Mark would bristle at that. Um, I wasn't sure how sensitive he was about that being, like, said outright. But, like, that's the thing about him, right? I I was surprised to hear that because last I heard he was vegan, but I guess he's maybe like moving out of. Well, because he eats, um, he he often eats non-vegan stuff on the show. When like whenever possible, I feel like the entrepreneurs give Mark the vegan option. Um, but he will. I've definitely seen him eat non-vegan things. Like he will eat anything that's put in front of him. Like God bless him. <laughs> so would I. Um, he, I, it doesn't seem like he will say no to something because it's not vegan. So I think that he like probably 
does like vegan on days that he's not shooting or vegan three days mm. a week or something. I guess I assumed this entire time that if he was eating something, it was like a vegan approximation of the product. But mm. you're definitely right. Like that doesn't make any sense. That they would like make a bespoke vegan version of certain products. Yeah, I don't know. Or like give him a random snack just to show him enjoying it. I don't know. I don't know. That crust looked buttery. I don't think there's a vegan version of that crust. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, he ate it, so. Yeah. His body, his choice. His body. <laughs> to each them. Uh, all right. Should we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do it. Ellington. I don't give a single shit about this next product, and... I also don't like it when kids are involved in the pitch. Dude, dude, I have so much to say about that aspect of this. That's all that I have to say about it. Then that should be all we talk about. Like, who, who fucking cares? Let's let's breeze through. Okay, great. The top line info. <laughs> you want to do? You want to give us a top line on GW glove wrap? Yeah. So I actually I completely missed their names. What are their names? Gavin is the little boy. Morgan is his sister, and then the dad is John. Right. Okay, so we've got John the dad, and then Gavin the little boy, and Morgan the little girl, who are brother and sister, shilling glove wrap, which, by the way, has the worst, most unreadable logo of all time. <laughs> it's this, like, yellow cursive that I was like, glue? Glaw, yeah, it's gall? It's so bad. They, you know, bound out on stage. They're looking for 50K for 20%. So you know it's like a fucking joke product. And basically this thing is like strong saran wrap that helps break in baseball gloves. And it's also, as Bab points out, pretty much made from like an exercise band material. It just has a logo on it and then it like tucks in on itself so it's not a circular band. And that's what this kid made it from because he was trying to break in his baseball gloves it wasn't working, and then his he went and like got an exercise band from his dad and wrapped it around this glove, and it broke it in. Yeah. So so really what you're seeing is, by the way, I'll give everyone one guess as to what county in America, in these United States, that <laughs> Gavin Morgan and their dad, John, are from. And if you answered Orange County, California, you are correct, because this is yet another instance of a kid having a, an, an interesting idea And then parents just going all in on just investing their many, many riches into turning this thing into a product that never needed to be a product in the first place. Yes, Yes. precisely, precisely that. And these kids, particularly Gavin, and I'm really, I I will not shit on children in my podcast. I will not shit on children in my (laughs) podcast. But truly, like, it it really gave me... um, dance moms vibes Mm -hmm. of like two kids who had been kind of coached and conditioned to be like bright and bubbly and also told like you are so cute by so many adults that they really lean into that and are kind of infantilizing themselves like I don't mind when a kid gets on Shark Tank and they're kind of self-assured and like precocious and they came up with an idea and they're talking but these kids are like really leaning into like the Shirley Temple vibes of like yes I ought to sell you a glove wrap like gee aw shucks Mr. Mark like shut the (laughs) fuck up the the little girl Morgan had like a pre-scripted answer 
when someone asks, like, oh, and Morgan, what do you do? She's like, I keep everyone on task. I'm real serious. It was like, ooh, child actor. Like, I'm sorry you failed out of Hollywood, but, like, you don't, we don't need to be doing this here. We don't need to be doing this. And if I access my, like, higher, my higher being, my higher self, (laughs) I stop being annoyed by these children, and I start being annoyed by their parents. Of course, absolutely. it's, It's so fucked that their parents, to your point, would take something where it was like, hey, Gavin, that's a great idea. You're so clever. Like, you're really good at, you know, using resources. Do you want to try an engineering summer camp? Remember when you made that Mm -hmm. great invention? And they're trying to force it into a fucking, like, money-making invention. And probably not because they, like, really need money, right? They live in Orange County. They seem – the dad is very unconcerned whether or not they get this deal. Exceedingly. Great point. It's not like, oh, we're, like, you know, impoverished. Like, we're in a lower income bracket. We really want this to work. And that's evidenced by the fact that A, they're seeking 50K for 20%, and B, they've sold a thousand of these wraps and made $19,000. Like, also, it costs them $3 to make a wrap and they sell them for $20. Fucking say, dollars. Just to pile on, Gavin, Morgan, and their dad, John, are not making this to to make baseball and baseball gloves more accessible to people because they are charging fucking $20 for this elastic band. Insane. This is a money-making like, endeavor at best. And then at worst, it's just a place for them to launder their money. Like this, like John is just putting money into this to keep his kids occupied and to like give himself a little cachet and get the family on TV. I couldn't have put it better myself. And and just like you asked our audience to consider which county they think this trio is from, I'm going to invite our audience to to sort of imagine what these people look like. <laughs> what color is their hair? What... um. <laughs> level of, you know, TSA security are they being Mm -hmm, assessed mm -hmm. at. And whatever you're picturing, I just want you to know it's white. I mean, it's right. It's It's right. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to air this episode and then find out that, like, their mom has cancer. And And they've been living out of John's car. Yeah. (laughs) But guess what? We know that's not true because we know that the Shark Tank producers would have fucking turned that into like its own segment and like queued up the fucking like tear track. So yeah, yeah, all of the sharks also throughout this are really babying them. And I will say like, Mark talks to him in a really sweet way, but also a way where I was like, fuck, you are probably such a good dad. Like, Mark Cuban is probably such a good dad. But, you know, really indulging them. Babs is the only person who (laughs) does not give a single fuck about pretending that she, like, cares that they're kids, which I love so much. Like, she's literally like, "Uh, yeah, I got a quick question. This is an exercise band. Why wouldn't (laughs) I I just grab my own exercise band and wrap it around my glove? And everyone kind of like is like, haha, yeah. And then she's like, no, no, no. Like, what's your answer to that? I was, I was so happy. Eventually, and she repeats it one more time, and she's like, well, I'm, I'm not going to invest because it's anyone could make this. Honestly, overall, a conspicuous lack of sob stories today. Which is kind of nice. Oh, uh, maybe that's why I enjoyed the episode so much. Yeah, I hate when they throw in a sob story. Because then sometimes they throw in a sob story and the person doesn't even get a deal. And I'm like, uh, yes, exactly. I'm like, now I feel like shit. And (laughs) there's no redemption to it. 
how did you decide not to leave that on the cutting room floor? Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Ugh. Um, and Ugh. and inexplicably, they get a deal with Mark and Mike, who you know go in together once again. Twenty two percent for fifty k and. Great, the rich keep getting richer. I'm so glad all these two billionaires could help out this lowly millionaire. Uh, all right, I, we have to walk away. We we gotta get our we're getting we're getting fueled up here. We're getting fired up. We got it. We gotta take a break. We gotta take a five for the kids. I can't wait to hear your take on this product and this or service maybe i should say and this interpreter entrepreneur <laughs> in a way she is an interpreter she is an interpreter yes true um our last product slash service as sylvia pointed out is called dating by blaine run by a woman named blaine uh who is seeking <laughs> i can't even say it see a hundred thousand dollars for two percent of her dating uh, like how-to online series for men to teach them how to text women better. Um, so Blaine puts on the screen a fake conversation between a fictionally single Mark and a very actually single Barbara Corcoran, where Mark like fucks it up by being like, "Ooh, like, hey, baby, you want to do this later?" And and Barbara is not interested. And then and then we see a revised, reformed, <laughs> fictionally single Mark Cuban texting a um, eloquent and well thought out response uh, text message to single Barbara and single Barbara falling in love. And and basically what we learn is Blaine has a series of online masterclasses to teach men how to text better so that they can land more, uh, I mean, mostly women. It seems like this is very much like a hetero-charged service, but but Blaine is running the whole thing. It's so straight. It puts me back in the closet. Oh my God. It's- I was like, are we in season 15 or season five? Yeah, it's, it's very hetero. And I also, again, I just want to touch on the fact that we, again, had another horrible logo Horrible, horrible, horrible logo. Horrible I logo. thought it said batting by Blaine. Like <laughs> it was, it was unreadable. How and are your just D's looking like B's. It, it was just, it was really bad. But I like. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can say I like her, but like you, I do respect her. Yeah. And I respect the insane amount of money that she has been able to generate from something that I, I'm pretty sure ChatGPT could do. It's it's unbelievable because everything that she's laying out is like, oh, well, like, be detailed. Like, write in full sentences. Suggest somewhere to go out. Like, like this this is what is, is, is on the table for $5 billion valuation. Also, why are dating companies always about finding love and never about calculating the age of something? So true. Where's Carbon Dating by Blaine? I want to put her in my pantry and yes. date all of the fucking mm-hmm. soup that I've forgotten right. about. That's <laughs> so old that the expiration date has worn off. <laughs> Alyssa, I just used ChatGPT to send a fake follow-up <laughs> request text to someone named Elizabeth. I said, ChatGPT, please help me send a text to a woman I had a great date with last night. I would like to ask her on a second date. She likes art and wine, and her name is Elizabeth. 
ChatGPT, of course, I'd be happy to help. How about something like, hi, Elizabeth, I had an amazing time with you last <laughs> night. Would you be interested in joining me for another date? Maybe we could explore an art gallery together or enjoy a wine tasting. Let me know what you think. I said, can you make this more casual? ChatGPT said, sure thing. About, hey, Elizabeth, had a blast last night. Up around two, maybe checking out some cool art or enjoying more wine together. Let me know if you're game. And that's like basically it. Is it. almost verbatim the example that she has carefully crafted for a fake Mark Cuban. And it cost me my ChatGPT subscription and 20 seconds of my time. Okay, and now that everyone has it in their head just how easy it is to get ChatGPT to do this for you, t- just take it and take it in that this costs $1,295 for a premier <laughs> online class. Men are paying $1,295 for what Sylvie just did and nothing more. Okay? And maybe less. And you might think, okay, well, you know, she's probably not very successful because who's going to pay that price? (laughs) My friends, she started in 2020 and her overall sales are $2.2 million. Million dollars. This is when I paused my TV and I wrote in my notes, all caps, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? By the way, she says that her, her one big expense last year was that she bought a car to film in, which I also like. I have said this to you multiple times where I feel like like planet Earth has left me behind. And this is another one of those moments where I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. You're investing in a car to film in because people would rather see you recording this $1,295 class from in your car than from, I don't know, anywhere no, that's real. That's actually real. Um, that's real. A what? lot of like, yes. Something that people will do on like TikTok and Reels now all the time is film stuff in their car, like them mm-hmm. reacting to a song that they just wrote and are listening to for the first time or like talking about a date they just had because it makes you feel like you're FaceTiming with a friend as opposed to someone who's like set up in like a perfect uh sort of like studio or even like in their living room but kind of like holding their phone there's something about a car that i think activates the dumb lizard part of your brain that's like where are they going what are they doing why do they need to (laughs) what's so important that they need to tell me about this now before they're obviously off to like do something important or just do something at all so i (laughs) in a fucked up way like i get that expense i think it's weirdly really smart of her even though it's funny that that's like a big expense that she had i mean i I, listen i agree with you she is brilliant like blaine is brilliant the the way that she first got momentum is that she just went on like dating apps and matched with a bunch of people and was like hey i'm not dating but i'm a dating coach and so click this link if you want to learn more and i'm doing this class and like this program and i'll help you for free for free We should be thankful that the times in which we are living are ones that support the success of a Blaine and not a fucking pickup artist. Yes, I totally agree. That MTV dude mystery or whatever his name was who wore like... (laughs) Yeah. If Blaine is accomplishing only getting straight men to be more polite and be more mindful of what they're saying and how they're saying it, more power to Blaine. Love Blaine. Now... Here's where we take a little turn on Blaine. Yep. She specifically says she wants a male shark that her audience can look up to as her shark. And 
there's nothing per se wrong with that. Many right. Multiple sharks point out like, no, that's, you know, that's how you've thought about this and you're yeah. probably not wrong. But it is a really bold thing to say when yeah. the you are talking to one shark when you say that. It's not Kevin. It's not Lori. Right. It's not Babs. It's Mark Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, and she doubles down and she makes it abundantly clear throughout, almost to like a, like an uncomfortable degree that she <laughs> really only wants Mark. I, I think also like Babs and Lori are just not the right sharks for this because they have nothing to do with, yeah. with dating and like with technology and with, there's just, there's no, ignore the fact that they're women, ignore yeah. the fact that they're like, they ju- they're just not in the space. I think if you had like an Emma Greed yeah. or a Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. like someone who's a little bit more in the like sexy relationship, right. lifestyle space, saying like these are two women who are like, you know, yeah. hot and in committed relationships and have really awesome men that they've found and we can help you do that as well, still leaves the door open for you partnering with like male ambassadors and like yeah, social totally. partners and and getting like guys quote unquote to to be the face of that but with with the sharks that she is pitching to right. i understand why she was like i want cuban e- even a sprinkles lady who has proven yeah. herself to be like yeah. a, a marketing dynamo true would have worked i mean i you know i i on the other side of the coin to blaine i would say like let let us all think about how many female specific companies there are with a entirely male board i mean like ruben the guest shark is the chairman of rue la la and guilt group right. exactly uh it doesn't does not seem like it's gonna a deal is gonna happen um initially uh you know mark mark goes down i think eventually to like 10 percent um and she counters with eight um but he you know, they eventually agree to 10% and, and they actually get a deal. I really didn't know if Mark was going to go for this. Same. I don't, I, I just like, is he going to show up in the classes now? Like, that's weird. We'll be looking. We'll be watching and waiting because I too, I want to see what he has to contribute to this because she made it very clear that he's going to be like, in some sort of promotion, yeah. Content. I mean, like, she, he's got to be. It's good that she's teaching people how to be more direct in seeking out others because she roped Mark right in. She did, I guess, and I guess we have to fucking give her props for that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting question, <laughs> Sylvie. You have four products in front of you. The question is not what are you going to go with because we know the answer. The question is left with. The glove wrap, dating by Blaine, <laughs> and bought it. Which one do I go with? I, I will say, before we move on to that really quickly, I, I want to specify that out of the product, oh, God, I really don't know if I would choose the Bites or the Hazelnut Chocolate. I'm going to go with the Bites. Oh. I'm going to go specifically with the Wellington Bites because yeah. uh, a lot of meat creeps me out. And Oh, interesting. You want to hire crust to meat ratio i want a higher crust and like filling yeah to meat ratio i just i really don't like eating like a slab of meat yeah um and <laughs> the dessert sounds good but i'm i have a lot of good bakeries in my neighborhood so yeah i'm good i i mean like morally i don't i really don't love bought it 
I do, however, need an exercise band. And so I think I would just get glove wrap and use it as God intended it, which is as an exercise band. Oh, I love that. Yep. And just, uh, just give, just boost up Gavin's little pile of money. This was a delight as per usual. And apologies in advance to our audience that the next few weeks are going to be a bit of a delayed. Just going to keep getting harder for us to do this. So, you know, maybe next we'll do episode four, but maybe next uh, episode four is not going to be available. So maybe uh, we'll just do the finale. Uh, we, we don't might. owe you anything. <laughs> it's true. But we love you because you're mostly related to us. We love you so much. And look, if someone's like, hey, guys, uh, I really need you to do the next episode in one week. And you send us like a $30 Postmates oh, gift card. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I would I would drop everything and run to the mic. It becomes priority number one. Right. So. You know, any any little, uh, we're not above schmoozing, we're not above bribes, yeah. any uh, gifts, cameos, mm-hmm. voice memos, words of encouragement. Um, yeah. You know, we do this because we love it and because we love you guys. Thank you for listening, Alyssa. Really best of luck getting the shit smell out of oh, coffee. Oh, God. I know. I'm not looking forward to it. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Incense is on the way. Oh, thank you. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.